Some sophisticated hackers managed a big hit on two Las Vegas casino giants this past week at Caesars Palace and Harris. Many of their customers had their Social Security and driver's license information stolen. There were reports Caesars paid a ransom. At MGM Properties, the hackers froze slot machine screens and ATMs, including at the Bellagio and MGM Grand. Elevators went out of order. Revolving doors stopped working. Some guests couldn't get into their rooms. Their key cards, uh, key cards would not work. Uh, and so on and so on. It sounds like a nightmare for uh, customers out there. Uh, let's discuss uh, with CNN Digital producer John Sarlin and Glenn Gerstel. He is a former general counsel with the National Security Agency who currently serves as a senior advisor for strategic and international studies. John, to you first. How widespread was this attack? I mean, the doors didn't work, uh, elevators, uh, personal information stolen. This was pretty, this was nasty. Well, Jim, they say the house always wins in Vegas. Tell that to the IT departments of MGM yeah. and Caesars. Two different hacks with two very different outcomes. Caesars saying in an SEC filing that they've been hacked, uh, their loyalty program, which includes customers, driver's license numbers, and social, secu social security numbers, although they say, to their best of their knowledge, that information has been deleted. On the other hand, you have MGM, where we've seen widespread outages uh, from the casino floor to hotel rooms that is having a devastating effect within MGM properties. I talked to Chris Darbell. He's a former FBI agent who runs the cybersecurity firm Naxo. He says what's notable is the lateral movement of the hackers with MGM. They've been able to access all of these different systems, which is poor cybersecurity handling. You don't want to have these connected systems because the worst case scenario, as it appears to be happening with MGM, is if hackers can get in one system, they can get in all of them. And Glenn, what's your sense of what occurred here and, and why casinos? Well, to take why casinos first, yeah, it's yeah. that old Willie Sutton joke about why do you rob banks? Uh, because that's where the money is. So, uh, look, casinos are a really good target for these criminals. Um, lots of money there, a strong incentive to pay ransom because they can't afford a single day of downtime. And they have incredibly rich data, which could be terrifically valuable to criminals, such as uh, the, who are their major gamblers and financial details about them, et cetera. So okay. lots of reasons uh, that these are really good targets for the criminals. And I got to think some high rollers were pretty nervous about all of this, uh, John. And, and you know, speaking of the ransom issue, there are reports that Caesars Enter Entertainment was asked to pay $30 million uh, for a promise to secure its data and may have paid $15 million. Wow, what do we know about that? So what's fascinating here is that it appears that Caesars did pay the ransom, as you mentioned. They, they said in the SEC filing that they've taken steps to ensure that the data has been deleted, although they can't guarantee it. That basically is an admission that they paid a ransom. MGM, though, on the other hand, did not appear to pay the ransom, and we're seeing these widespread outages in MGM, not in Caesars. But, you know, it's ironic here mm. that when these, uh, for Caesars, Paying the ransom is a gamble, right? Because you pay the ransom and you gain access to your systems, right? Well, one, it's not clear that the hackers will actually do what they claim they will do if you pay them the ransom. Two, there could be legal liability. It's, it's not illegal to pay a ransom, but it is if it is a sanctioned group, for example, say it's North Korea. But the last point is that once you pay a ransom, you put a target on your back as a company who is willing to pay a ransom, right? Other hackers take note. Um, Chris Tarbell, the former FBI agent, said it might cost Caesar tens of millions of dollars to beef up their IT systems because other hackers will see this and inevitably make attempts of their own. And, and folks might be tempted to not feel too sorry for the casinos, but they do. I've been out to Nevada and reported on 
elections where the casino workers are highly important. There is a ton of casino workers out there in Las Vegas, so there are folks who are affected by this. Let's listen to how an MGM employee uh, describes the attack uh, to our affiliate KSNV. Uh, we should know she wanted to be anonymous, so let's listen to this. It just throughout the day got worse and worse and worse until we had no access at the end of the day. More and more of the people that were working that day just lost access to like everything. Like just throughout the day, it was like, oh, phone lines are down. Okay, scheduling's down. Okay, now workday is down. Now everything is down. Uh, Glenn, what does that description tell you and uh, how widespread this was? It is pretty extraordinary what these hackers were able to pull off. Sure, and it's yeah. not totally clear yet because MGM hasn't publicly said a lot about this hack, whether they turned off the systems themselves in order to prevent the, the criminals from mm. getting further into their systems and they, in order to get them out, they have to sort of clean them out and reboot the system. So maybe they turn this, their systems off, which is, by the way, exactly what Colonial Pipelines did uh, a couple of years ago. They, they had to turn off their oil pipelines, even though the pipelines themselves weren't directly affected by the cyber attackers, they had to do this. So what this is telling me is that We've set up, we've, we've been going down a path where because of digital technology, it's really convenient to have everything integrated. So at MGM, you can have your loyalty reward program, your door key, your digital door key, the means of payment, how you order room service, et cetera, all on one app, incredibly convenient for the hotel as well as for the person. Um, but this creates incredible complexity. So if you have to turn off one system, you may be having to turn off your entire corporate network, which is apparently what we're seeing here. All of this is because we're based just on passwords in order to get into systems. And when criminals are able to figure out a way to pretend they're you, call up the help desk, as apparently happened here, mm. and say, uh, give me a password, I lost my password, and they're able to figure out and spoof your identity because maybe they read some information about you online and they know where you were born, your birthday, they got your social security number somehow. It's possible to get your password and wreak havoc as we see here because they can claim to be you. And all this is based on uh, the vulnerabilities of passwords. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you, Glenn, is how does this, uh, how do the casinos prevent this from happening again? I mean, because, you know, if you walk into a casino and try to rob a casino, you, you're going to have a bad day. Right. But I wonder if their defenses are where they should be uh, when it comes to uh, cybercrime, cyber hacking. So this particularly illustrates the vulnerability of so-called supply chain attacks where some outside vendor, whom is normally trusted, is, has to be connected to your network to provide payments, uh -huh. uh, insurance, some other system. And when someone can get inside one of these other vendors and use that to sort of ride into your corporate system, and you have a big, complicated corporate system with lots of vulnerabilities, this is going to be an ongoing vulnerability. Um, until we really move to a situation, which is gonna take years, we'll, we'll probably get there, but until we move to a situation where we don't really rely on passwords that much, we use digital authenticators, we use facial recognition, we use iris technology, fingerprint, whatever the system is, as we move to something away from passwords. The problem with passwords is, if you lose it, You've got to be able to call and say, hey, I lost my password, I want it back. And yeah. that very infirmity is what's at the heart of these problems. Well, and that's what I was, uh, that, that raises the issue of passwords because it is the one thing that just drives everybody nuts is trying to remember those passwords. But you exactly. really think it's, it's better, it's safer to go with facial recognition, uh, retina recognition software, that kind of thing? So ultimately, moving away from passwords, the problem with passwords is it's always possible to call the help desk and say, hey, I lost my password. Yeah, yeah, and once, yeah. once we do that, the, 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 the water is over the dam. Um, but uh, look, the technology is going to improve. Um, is it 
we're still in a cat and mouse game because the bad guys are going to figure out some way with artificial intelligence to spoof your face. Yeah. So, so I'm not saying it's a panacea. We're not going to solve this problem overnight. We're making great strides as we move away from passwords to pass keys, digital authenticators, USB sticks that you plug into your computer, uh, other ways of, of doing this. So yeah. slowly we're going to get better, but it's uphill. Yeah. Uh, John Sarling, Glenn, uh, thanks. I, what, the bottom line here is all, it's going to become aggravating for all of us, more aggravating for all of us, to just log into anything. That's true. <laughs> all right, Glenn and John, thank you very much.